Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Is there a universal spirituality where we can come together, no matter what religion we belong to or believe in, where we can find our divine self and find the divine self in others? Her Holiness Bhavna Shindi shows us the way on today's episode of The Spark. Through chanting, auto-suggestions, and reprogramming our subconscious minds, we can experience more peace, clarity, and connection. So join me on this interesting episode, diving deep into the divine and what helps us connect to our own divine spark. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. I am here with Bhavna. So thankful to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here with me. Uh, Very uh, grateful to you for inviting me on your show. Thank you. It was wonderful having you the other night. Bhavna did this wonderful presentation and talk over at my home. And we had a bunch of guests that came and really got something wonderful and took something wonderful with them. And we'll, we'll be talking more about those elements in the show. So tell us a little bit, you are connected with the Spiritual Science Research Foundation. Yes. What is this foundation and, and what is its work in the world? Uh, the Spiritual uh, Science Research Foundation is a nonprofit organization, tax exempt, in the United States and uh, in about uh, three more countries in the world. And what we do is uh, research in the spiritual dimension. So, to show how the spiritual dimension affects our uh, day to day life and also society in positive ways and in negative ways. So the research we do, it shows um, uh, what particular, uh, the various spiritual phenomena, all the objects, what kind of vibrations they emit and how they affect us. So based on that, we make recommendations as to uh, what you should um, do to benefit from the spiritual dimension, the positive vibrations and uh, how to protect yourself from the harms of the negative vibrations from the spiritual dimension. You know, it, it sounds like people have not heard a lot, and, and we, we're hearing it more now, though, this connection between spirituality, the spirit and science. Yes. Can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, yes. So, for example, uh, like uh, in the spiritual dimension, it's a very systematic. Many people think of it as a mystical dimension, but it is uh, very systematic and there are uh, definite rules to it. So, uh, for example, uh, there are uh, spiritual components, spiritual purity, spiritual impurity, and the action passion. And these components, they govern the entire creation or the entire universe. So, they are like the fabric of this universe. And uh, what happens? For example, a particular uh, object, uh, let's say a food item. So, that can be spiritually pure or spiritually impure in terms of food groups, then uh, the spiritually pure uh, food groups would be uh, the vegetarian uh, food items and especially fruits, fresh vegetables. And uh, the spiritually impure uh, food items would be the non-veg or meat. So the the difference between a banana and uh, let's say uh, some meat. So what we have done on our website, the ssrf.org so that is that stands for spiritual science research foundation uh, we have shown like visually what kind of vibrations are emitted by a banana and what kind of vibrations are emitted by uh, meat a piece of meat and how from that we can see like a picture speaks a thousand words and we can see from that how consuming a banana is far more spiritually beneficial to us than consuming meat. So this is how we can make lifestyle choices as well as uh, we also explain about the rules of spirituality uh, when it comes to our spiritual practice, how to go to higher state in the spiritual uh, journey uh, such as peace of mind and from there further on to bliss and serenity. 
Thank you. And and I think that is one of the most wonderful things is, is there, you're actually, when you're talking about the vibration, the energy vibration, you're actually able to capture that yes. on film. It's not that it's just a thought or an idea. It actually is fact. Yes. Like uh, how we have the five senses, we all have the sixth sense also. And in some of us, because of uh, a spiritual practice, the sixth sense can be active. And in some of us, because of further spiritual practice, the sixth sense can be advanced. So with the sixth sense, we are able to see the spiritual vibrations. We, can, uh, we are able to sense them, perceive them. So we have seekers like that with an advanced sixth sense. And then they do the spiritual research um, based on their uh, advanced sixth sense as to what vibrations are emitted from various uh, things and what happens uh, at the spiritual level in a particular incident or uh, in, in a particular event or phenomenon. And then we uh, get that uh, analysis or understanding checked by His Holiness Dr. Jayan Tathavle, who is the inspiration behind uh, Spiritual Science Research Foundation. So he is an evolved saint and uh, of the highest order. And uh, he checks uh, what research has been done, whether um, it needs to be uh, further authenticated and verified. And we are also lately using various machines that are able to capture things like auras and the energy field around the object. And that also has corroborated what we are seeing with the advanced sixth sense. Yes. You know, I, I had Dr. Bruce Lipton on the show about a month ago, mm -hmm. and he's a stem cell biologist. And he was speaking exactly of this, that it used to be in order to measure thoughts, brain waves, we would have to put electrodes on the brain. But now it, technology is so sophisticated, the mechanism they use to measure the brain waves and the thought waves never touches the skull. Mm -hmm. So we also have uh, about uh, 15 such uh, machines. Um, we have uh, experimented with uh, 15 or more such machines. And this research is conducted at our spiritual research center in Goa, in India. Uh, what is also called as an ashram. And uh, that's where the research is conducted. And we do research um, with uh, both the advanced sixth sense, uh, which is very accurate. And then the machines are able to uh, corroborate uh, some of that. I think that's so important. I, and I, we spoke about this a little bit. I, I love the merging of spirituality, science, and psychology right now. There's such, in, in the last 10, 15 years, it's just been wonderful to see this melding together because they do all validate and verify one another. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what we spoke about when you were over at my house, because I think that's such an important piece to share with our audience. Mm -hmm. We talked about our subconscious mind mm -hmm. and how that works. And so how important it is because we, we have such little access to our subconscious mind. And, and if you could share, you, you had a wonderful analogy you shared yeah. about how to understand how the subconscious and conscious mind work. Yeah. And then we can talk a little bit about what we can do then to help ourselves reprogram yes. our subconscious mind. Yes. So the subconscious mind, actually the mind is a body that we have, just like the physical body. So the mind is not our brain nor is it our heart. Uh, it is actually a subtle body that we have. And the mind has uh, two uh, parts to it. So the one part is the conscious mind, that is what we are conscious of. And the subconscious mind is what we are not conscious of. That's the other part. So it's like, uh, think of it like uh, an iceberg. So uh, when it comes to an iceberg, what comes to mind is... Um, uh, the ship Titanic that uh, sailed from England, uh, from the shores of England to uh, America. But it never got to America because it was sunk, uh, sunk by uh, hitting uh, an iceberg. So what happened is that they saw the iceberg and uh, they saw the tip of the iceberg. But the majority of the iceberg was under the surface of the ocean and that's what hit the ship's hull and uh, cracked the ship's hull and then the ship went down. So it was a uh, ship they thought would never sink, but unfortunately it sank that ship. So that's the way our mind is. It's like an iceberg and the conscious mind is only the tip of it. Whereas 90% of the mind 
uh, is made up of the subconscious mind and that's where uh, impressions lie uh, from not only this birth but also our previous births and every interaction that we have with someone creates an impression or everything that we do it creates an impression in the subconscious mind for example for the first time i eat ice cream i like it and then it creates an impression in the subconscious mind about a liking for ice cream so what happens is the way the subconscious uh, mind works is that uh, it works on the key of repetition so the more i eat ice cream the impression of liking for the ice cream uh, starts growing so then what happens is like with uh, harmful substances unfortunately also that impression can grow or harmful traits like anger so every time i get angry then the impression grows more and more and then uh, uh, what happens is that that is what sends impulses of thoughts to our conscious mind so for example let's take a situation where when i was um, uh, doing this spiritual practice early on in uh, the early 2000s so at that time my son he was uh, young and then um, if he would not listen to me i knew that i want to explain to him wh- what he should be doing and i want to remain calm but i was not able to remain calm i used to get angry and then i used to raise my voice which uh, of course later on i would regret and that was because of the impression of anger that had grown in my subconscious mind because of uh, all the times in this birth and my previous births that i had given into anger so because of that that impression being strong in my subconscious mind which is 90% of the mind uh, carries that much more weight that thought would come to my mind is uh, even though there would be a thought from my intellect remain calm that thought would get overpowered with the thought of get angry he's not listening so then i would raise my voice and give into the anger so if we understand this mechanism we want to understand that we want to overcome the negative impressions in our subconscious mind so how we can overcome the impressions in the subconscious mind is the next part yeah that's my very next question so what do we do i have so many clients that come into my office and this this is it they said i've intellectualized what's wrong i've processed it in my mind they've rationalized it why do i still have this negative behavior that keeps showing up so i mean you've explained that so wonderfully so it it's like it feeds that body every time we practice the anger response or every time we give in to letting our anxiety just take control of us yes so what can help us to break through mm-hmm. this into the subconscious mind so we can have that change that we desire yes so there are two things that one can do one can work on a specific impression that is bothering us such as anger or you mentioned anxiety some people may have insecurity some people may have jealousy whatever it is that is bothering on us we can specifically work on it through something called auto suggestions so auto suggestions are exactly what they say auto is self so suggestions to the self that is suggestions to the subconscious mind yeah that we give ourselves so it's a part of hypnotherapy and uh, it is self hypnotherapy so you don't have to go to somebody to get the hypnotherapy done you become independent and you perform the hypnotherapy on yourself and through that what happens is you direct the uh, suggestion to a particular impression and then uh, uh, just as the impression says get angry you tell the, the subconscious mind to stay calm and explain calmly so for example when i as i gave my own example the one auto suggestion i i was taking is that um, whenever um, i start to feel angry i will become aware of it and um, realize that not every battle is worth fighting hence i will remain calm and chant so this was um, the auto suggestion and with this auto suggestion uh, of repeating itself because the mechanism that works for the subconscious mind is you have to repeat that auto suggestion so a few times uh, when i would repeat it uh, during the day so then what happened is after a few weeks of repeating that uh, when i went like i was about to get angry in a situation and out of anger i was going to bang the door so just as i went to uh, bang the door i held the door handle 
the words from the auto suggestion they came to my mind that uh, this is i became aware first that you are getting angry the second thing that came to my mind is that this battle is not worth fighting needless to say as per the next words in the auto suggestion i became calm and uh, needless to say i never banged that door i became calm and started chanting so that was my first transformative uh, experience so to speak on this uh, journey and i never looked back within a few more months my anger levels reduced to less than average and after that i've never had any problem with anger so people who knew me from before uh, couldn't uh, believe the change that happened uh, in terms of the anger and that way i worked on various other impressions also uh, through this process we call it the personality transformation or personality defect removal process uh, that has been formulated by his holiness dr athavle but the other one is what we call as the yoga of the mind which is what we spoke uh, about uh, at length and we experienced also also at your uh, place at your home and that is uh, what it is chanting so basically uh, just as yoga of the body exercises the physical body the yoga of the mind or chanting exercises the uh, subconscious mind so the way to exercise the subconscious mind is through the repetition so we repeat a particular chant and the chant that uh, we uh, in particular uh, recommend is called the universal chant so if you don't associate with a, uh, any religion then you can do the universal chant and it goes like this om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya so this way you keep repeating that chant in your mind so it being mainly a mental spiritual practice we recommend that you do it uh, uh, mentally and that way you can do it anytime anywhere like for example you are doing your dishes or you are walking the dog huh? uh so then you will find that uh, it's a very nice practice you have tried it in the last two days and it's helping you so you can do it uh, during any physical activities mechanical activities it goes very well uh with such activities and you can also do it sitting down so sometime you get like 10 15 minutes while you are waiting for someone or something like that then you can wherever you are sitting on the sofa close your eyes and uh, chant and uh, you will find that that works as a generic remedy it works on all the impressions in the subconscious mind and what it does is that um it uh, invokes a particular divine energy of the divine sustenance principle so that is what it's invoking it's a chant in the sanskrit language and it is invoking that particular energy and that energy will uh, start purifying your subconscious mind of the negative impressions and as you notice that you will become more and more calm and all your impressions are starting to reduce but because it works on all the uh, impressions um it is a more long term remedy whereas auto suggestions is something that is specifically for a certain impression explain if you would what the chant means in sanskrit the yeah. the actual definition because one of the interesting things from that night mm-hmm. is as we were speaking about the chant afterwards and you could really see the shift in the room i mean just the energy was amazing one of the women shelly that was with us she actually before you even said the meaning was like i just kept hearing surrender surrender so will you for our audience just Yeah. give the definition yeah it was very nice actually at your home and uh, thank you for um, giving me that opportunity to come to your home and meet all those wonderful people actually uh, what it means om is the primal sound and uh, namo means i surrender um, bhagavate is to the lord and vasudevaya uh, the d- divine sustenance principle so what it means is that i surrender Uh, om i surrender to the divine sustenance principle that's what it means but um at a vibrational level 
the chant uh, in the sanskrit language gives a uh, much more uh, energy uh, much, uh, it is uh, much more uh, closer to the principle divine principle so we experience it much more and this chant you can download from our website like if you go to our website ssrf.org you will see at the top uh, left uh, a search box and the search box if you just simply type universal chant you will be able to come across a link which name of god should we chant and uh, if you do not associate with any religion in particular then you can download this chant there is another chant there for overcoming problems in life uh, that is also on that link you can download it there and um, uh, if a per person is uh, associated with a particular religion then we also give chants as per the religion of a person's uh, their orientation, orientation. It, yes so i want to make sure that our listeners are hearing clearly it's ssrf.org yes. I'm Kepcat and I host No Coke Radio, the weekly hour-long show dedicated to spotlighting musicians within the LGBTQIA community. You can listen to the show every Friday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at NoCo FM. That's N-O-C-O dot F-M. Support comes from Open Stage Theater and Company, presenting The Full Monty, book by Terrence McNally, music and lyrics by David Yazbek, directed by Kate Austin Groon, playing November 2nd to November 30th at the Lincoln Center Magnolia Theater in Fort Collins. Tickets and more information available at openstage.com. So, Bhavna, what can help us reduce our anxiety and deal with life stressors? So, the thing is, you can uh, do chanting throughout the day. Uh, as we said that it is possible to do it even in a public place. You are at work, for example, and you're walking to the washroom. So, at that time, instead of entertaining uh, some thoughts like, I have to pay this uh, bill or I have to get there, it's not going to get those things done just by thinking about it. So as you know very well, um, Stephanie, that psychology tells us that 70% or more thoughts that we get are actually useless. So the thing is that chanting is a great tool to overcome, reduce our unnecessary thinking, to reduce the activity of the mind. And that itself starts making you feel calm. Uh, those who are experiencing OCDs like obsessive compulsive disorders, then they can find a lot of benefit from chanting or uh, any um, uh, it'll help also to get a philosophical viewpoint in life towards situations that are challenging. So chanting can help that way. It can help us to overcome our karma also uh, or the destiny, especially the negative destiny in our life, the negative uh, events in our life. So that is one way. And then in case a particular uh, uh, situation bothers us, then we can particular impression in us is getting flared up uh, in a particular situation. For example, emotionalism, like uh, something is happening in our uh, life and that is hurting us. So we are feeling hurt or we are undergoing suffering because of that. Then auto-suggestions can help us to become stronger mentally, to overcome that emotionalism and look at it uh, from a philosophical or a detached viewpoint. So both can help. What I wanted to make sure that the audience knew was that this chanting doesn't have to be out loud. Yes. So it's internal chanting, because I think when people hear chanting, they think of, okay, everybody's sitting in a circle and being really loud. Mm. Um, instead, it's an interior chanting. And the wonderful thing about the recording that you offer is that, it, like you said, you can play it very softly at night as you're falling asleep. Yes. And it just goes into your subconscious mind. I mean, none of us knew the words when you first introduced it to us. And everyone at the end, without even knowing the words, I'm not even sure I know them now, but as, mm -hmm. I, as I listen to the chant, I'm saying it with the chant. All of a sudden it becomes this merging. Yes. And actually that is the real chanting because uh, where you are actually repeating it, 
So in spirituality, words are only 2% important. What is more important is the actual practice and experience. Uh, so it's very nice how through your own example, Stephanie, uh, you have tried it. And you are experiencing, uh, like you said, even at your home that day, we experienced the energy. We all chanted together, but we all chanted mentally. And we chanted for barely five minutes. And the energy in the atmosphere changed and everybody had very nice spiritual experiences. So uh, that itself shows that um, the chanting is very powerful, especially when we do it mentally and especially when we repeat it. And as you said, that uh, playing the chant, uh, the benefit of it, uh, like if uh, people in your home, they also are agree agreeable to it, you can play it in a low volume all the time. You can put it on repeat once you download it. It can be on your device, on your cell phone and or on your computer. And then um, you play it in a low tone the whole, whole time. Then it will purify the atmosphere of negative vibrations, spiritual vibrations. Just as there are positive spiritual vibrations, there are negative spiritual vibrations also. And just as there are physical pollutants, there are spiritual pollutants also. So it purifies it of the spiritual pollutants. And then we have the spiritual purity component increasing in the house. So then what happens is that when you are uh, having like uh, difficulty sleeping or something like that, if you play the chant at night in a low volume that will not disturb you, then you will find that you are finding it easier to fall asleep. Then even at work, like uh, concentration is key to the success at work, to your performance at work. Then you find that many a times um, you are not able to concentrate. You are trying to study some um, matter, a material and you are trying to be productive or even when you are studying. So at that time also you can keep the chant on uh, in a, and at zero volume, like mute it. But let it play. So the vibrations from it will help purify the immediate vicinity around you. And you will find the benefit from it. Beautiful. Thank you. So let's talk about karma because I think it's so interesting. At one point, I think people were like, karma so hippie or karma so, you know, we, we'd hear all these things about, oh, karma. It's such an essential piece mm -hmm. of who we are. And so understanding how karma works, I think, is really essential. Yeah. So, so help us understand the principles around karma, what it means, and, and this, this concept of life after life and how karma mm -hmm. affects and follows us throughout yes. these lifetimes. Yes. So what happens is that uh, every, it's like uh, the, the law of karma, uh, as I said, that um, uh, spirituality is governed by laws and uh, they are na natural laws uh, or rules of spirituality. And they are, these laws are infallible. So the law of karma, for example, is infallible just like uh, Newton's law of motion that uh, every action, for every action, there is equal uh, reaction, you know. So the thing is that it is something like that, but uh, much more than that. Because uh, what you get back for what you do depends on many factors. So it's like a complex algorithm that cannot be understood completely by the intellect alone. It is a spiritual law. So as per that, like for example, in a past birth, for, uh, somebody has uh, uh, cheated somebody else. yeah, Or somebody has simply borrowed money from somebody else. And now in this birth, uh, so it is based on the premise that this is not our first birth that we've had earlier birth. Just like the earlier premise that this is not the only body we have, the physical body, but we also have other uh, subtle bodies. So the same way like from a previous birth, suppose somebody has borrowed money from somebody else. Person A has borrowed uh, uh, an amount uh, from person B and then person A dies. So did not get a chance to pay back that amount. So in this birth, what can happen uh, that creates a karma between them of some 10 units. So in this birth, person A will give 10 units of happiness, not necessarily money itself, but 10 units of happiness uh, back to person B because person B went through the grief of losing that, that amount of uh, money or whatever. So underwent like 10 units of unhappiness. So in the, as per the law of karma, in this birth, Person A will pay back 
those 10 units uh, of in terms of happiness. So maybe in this birth, uh, the person A will spontaneously give a gift of money to person B. Or um, th this way, this is a simple example. But it depends on many things like uh, what accrues karma and how much uh, karma is accrue accrued from something. For example, if a child, like a baby, is uh, kicks the mother, uh, the baby, there is no intention to do so. Uh, so that there is a difference in the karma that the baby accrues. It's almost negligible for having kicked involuntarily. So there is hardly any karma that is accrued there. But for example, uh, a person is driving on the road and uh, they get into an accident and hurts somebody else. Then more karma, depending on the impact that has happened on the other person, more karma is accrued. So it depends on the impact, the intention, various such factors. What about, you talked about relationships and mm -hmm. that, you know, we're, we're drawn together mm -hmm. for certain reasons. Yes. And oftentimes it's because we had karma with this person in a, in a past life. And, and so we're trying to play out that karma or we're trying to... I'm not quite sure how to define that, but help, help us understand how relationships and karma. Mm -hmm. So actually about this, you'll find a very nice article. It's a short article on our website on compatibility. And a lot of people wonder about compatibility. So why people are drawn to each other? Why they, uh, when they are in a relationship, why many people are not compatible or a few people are very compatible? So why it is? So the physical and the psychological factors such as the physical distance, the looks or appearance and all these things or the psychological likes, similar likes and dislikes. So that attributes about less than 15% to compatibility. Most is uh, happens because of um, spiritual factors. So what are the spiritual factors? For example, uh, the most important spiritual factor is karma. So the karma, if the karma is positive between two people, contributes about 50% compatibility or that relationship, which is why people get drawn to each other. Whether there is positive karma or whether there is negative karma, the maximum karma is between spouses. So that's why sometimes we hear people saying that he just presses all the wrong buttons, like the spouses just know how to press the right or the wrong buttons of each other. And it is because of the karma. And uh, uh, if the karma is positive, then uh, the relationship will be more smooth and uh, they will feel like we have so much compatibility. And uh, if the karma is negative, then it will be experience a lot of conflict in the relationship. So this karma is not only between the relationships uh, between two people come together out of love or um, for marriage or things like that. But there are other relationships also that are governed by karma. Actually, all our relationships, whether it is with our parents, whether uh, our siblings, our friends, our colleagues, so there is karma but in less and less quantities compared to that between spouses or partners. Explain maybe, if you will, why do you think it is that we are so drawn to certain people? Mm -hmm. And these, these aren't people necessarily that we end up marrying, but even like in friendship mm -hmm. where you meet someone and you have this instant connection where like a sense of like, I have known you my whole life and, and maybe beyond like this instant, almost like a soul knowing mm -hmm. And I had shared with you, I feel like I have more and more people come into my life right now on that level. Mm -hmm. but what's that about? So that is a spiritual connection that uh, you are experiencing. And uh, that is uh, based on, it can be based on positive karma from a previous uh, birth. And it can be based on the spiritual connection. So what is a spiritual connection? So it can be because of... Um, uh, your interest uh, in spirituality has gotten awakened. So then it's like like attracts like. So the thing is that um, you have uh, uh, someone else who is also spiritually interested. And there are not many people we come across who are spiritually interested. So those who are genuinely spiritually interested, then they find that they are able to connect with each other at that level.
बेसिक डॉक्ट्रिन और रूल ऑफ स्पिरिचुअलिटी और प्रिंसिपल ऑफ स्पिरिचुअलिटी इज दैट देर आर एज मैनी पाथ्स टू गॉड और द डिवाइन एज देर आर पीपल एंड कॉरस्पॉन्डिंग टेम्परमेंट्स तो समवन हु हैज़ दिस यूनिवर्सल थिंकिंग इन देयर स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी देन दे विल फाइंड दैट समबड़ी एल्स हु हैज़ दैट यूनिवर्सल थिंकिंग देर इज एन इंस्टेंट कनेक्शन because that is the connection we call as the connection between seekers so you may be on another path or uh, you may be uh, uh, seeking the divine on another path and i may be seeking it on another path but uh, we will always feel close because of that um, basic understanding or that it's innate in us that has gotten awakened this is so wonderful because i think people a lot of times they you know we hear people go oh this is woo woo this isn't real but mm-hmm. but it really is i yeah. mean there there's something to this draw to this energy to this connection and and i that makes so much sense to me because even what i understand about quantum physics and like string theory or like the boomerang effect is very much like karma you know so it's like what you put out there is what you get back and then in string theory it's like two strings vibrating together yes, yes. so when we find someone else that we vibrate with yes. you know i always in my mind think of it as oh yes it's like then we're making music together yeah. it's like two strings of, of an instrument that we we can make this sound together yeah it's like the tongs that uh, vibrate at the same uh, frequency actually why you feel that uh, that instant connection or that closeness uh, the way we experienced in your home with all all those who are present uh, that is because of uh, the real connection is the spiritual connection because uh, see uh, for example the connection at a physical level that um, uh, we have a similar uh, un- uh, this thing thinking or psychological level that we have similar thinking or similar understanding and then people get together because of that they feel that okay this is going to work out but then because uh, the spiritual uh, connection is not there like one is interested in spirituality and the other one is not interested in spirituality then the karma is negative and things like that so then what happens is that uh, those things that we like the same kind of movies or we uh, we enjoy the ball game together or something those become secondary and these things uh, take a uh, um, uh, center stage and uh, we f- find that the relationship is uh, no longer working so that's why like uh, we say that always focus on the spiritual connection though from those uh, whom you feel um, the spiritual uh, pull then you remain in touch with them because we are really not this body or this mind or this intellect we are actually the soul or the uh, or divine just as you are divine so also i am divine and we are all connected to the divine and we can experience that when we do spiritual practice let's look at the other side that oftentimes people don't like to look at and that that's the negative piece and and we'd spoken about this before and i think it's so important because so many people struggle with the concept of suffering mm-hmm. and what suffering means in our lives yeah can you speak to that a little bit yeah so the thing is many types unfortunately what happens is that we are in a spiritually impure era uh, there are various eras uh, uh, that uh, life goes through and uh, the this particular era that we are in as we can see from all the news also uh, that uh, there are a lot of negative news uh, at a society level at an individual level also people are facing many challenges uh, Uh, problems so the thing is uh, actually we had um, uh, a booth at fair last weekend uh, in denver and um, it was a spiritual fair but uh, most uh, booths there were about spiritual healing that is because people are looking for that because people are go- facing so many problems and ailments so what happens that brings uh, suffering and if we don't have this concept of karma then life starts to seem unfair because uh, it seems like uh, why why is this happening to me what did i do i seem like a perfectly good individual and what did i do to deserve this you know many mm-hmm. times people may feel like that but then if you take into consideration karma like if a person in this life is uh, mistreating us we feel uh, they are treating us badly then if we remember that in a previous life 
समथिंग आई मे हैव डन टू दिस पर्सन बैड देन इट पुट्स थिंग्स इन टू परस्पेक्टिव एंड गिवज अज अ फिलोसॉफिकल अप्रोच टूवर्ड्स अ सफरिंग एंड वी आर एबल टू ट्रांसेंड दैट सफरिंग दैट सफरिंग इज नो लॉन्गर एबल टू अफेक्ट अज रिगार्डलेस ऑफ वॉट डिसीजन वी मेक इन दैट सिचुएशन वेदर टू स्टे विद दैट पर्सन और टू लीव द पर्सन वॉट एवर इट इज और एंगेज डिसंगेज वॉट एवर इट इज दैट वी डिसाइड फाइनली दैट मेन थिंग इज टू रिमेन काम वॉट एवर वी डिसाइड एंड द अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ कर्म हेल्प्स अस टू गो थ्रू लाइफ कामली एंड एक्सपीरियंस फोकस ऑन थिंग्स दैट विल हेल्प अस एक्सपीरियंस हायर स्टेट्स इन स्पिरिचुअलिटी एंड विथ चैंटिंग वॉट हैपन्स इज एज द नेम इज रिपीटेड इट इज़ अ डिवाइन चैंट सो एज इट्स रिपीटेड द एनर्जी फ्रॉम इट ऑल्सो स्टार्ट्स नलीफाइंग आर कर्म रेड्यूसिंग आर कर्म और बर्निंग दैट इज कॉल्ड बर्निंग डेस्टिनी सो the energy from it starts to burn the negative uh, give and take accounts that are um, existent in our subconscious mind and the subconscious mind of the persons with whom we have the karma. So that's how that energy works. So it's like um, it's like an intelligent software. It knows exactly what impression to work on. It knows exactly what give and take account or the karma karmic account to work on. so uh, we don't have to try to channelize it uh, in that sense in our subconscious mind it knows exactly what will um, carry us through better and so it works for us the moment you start chanting uh, this divine force goes into effect to protect you for your well being and for your further progress so we we can truly minimize our suffering yes through this practice yes and and life is going to continue it's it's i always think of it as a bumpy road mm-hmm. you know or, or or waves in the ocean it's going to continue we're going to continue to have challenges that's just part of this journey that we're on yes and yet when we're able to do it out of the sense of calm and keep returning to this place where we can chant and find this peace and find this center yes then we can navigate those rough waters absolutely stephanie it was uh, put very beautifully by you uh that is what it helps us to navigate it helps us to uh, navigate uh, through this ocean of worldliness uh, it is called the ocean of worldliness and it helps us to navigate through that to experience find our divine self and the divine in others and uh, uh, the way chanting works is it helps to either reduce our karma or gives us the strength to be able to face it One of the things that I wanted to ask you before we wrap up actually is you know, so many people when they they hear the word spirituality they don't understand it because they connect it to religion and and several times throughout this interview you know I've heard you say it's not just about religion it's fine and and you honor if you are of a certain religious sect it, it's almost that it's bigger than religion it is absolutely So what is the importance would you say what is the essential piece for us in following the spiritual path mm-hmm. So whenever you are uh, going to follow a spiritual practice you should follow it based on the basic principles of spirituality Like for example if you want to play a game then you should uh, first learn the rules of the game if you want to win the game Similarly if you want to get ahead in spirituality you should learn the basic principles of spirituality so some of the basic principles of spirituality we discuss like we discuss the basic principle that there are as many paths to god as there are people and corresponding temperaments so that is the basic principle so the moment you find that you are being sectarian in your viewpoint that my religion is better than yours or my path is superior to yours or um, only mine takes you to god and yours doesn't then you know that it is not in uh, alignment with the spiritual principle it is not universal spirituality and it cannot lead to spiritual progress so similarly there are other uh, things like um, going from many to one so uh, we have so much like uh, you go get on the internet for example on youtube you will find so many spiritual teachers and so many spiritual teachings so which one to choose whichever one make sure that it is uh, uh, ascribing or uh, subscribing rather i may be wrong in my choice of words uh, to the particular uh, basic principles of spirituality such as going from many to one 
and these basic principles of spirituality are given on our website the other one is uh, going from uh, uh, gross to subtle so the thing is like going from many to one how does it work with chanting how chanting uh, um, conforms to that principle for example is that um, uh, let's say if you are saying a prayer then you are saying uh, god please uh, uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change or th- things yes, like that yeah. so there are many uh, words there yeah and in those words the name of god is coming only once so what happens the energy is associated with the name of god yeah that divine energy so it gets diluted like you have said 10 words in that you have said only one word that is given giving you divine energy but say if you chant then every time you are getting the divine energy with every word you are getting the divine energy so it's much more concentrated so chanting is much more powerful much more potent compared to prayer so this is how you go from uh, many from many words to one word or a few words in of the chant and then going from gross to subtle like how we said uh, uh, stephanie we have not met uh, until um, uh, tuesday at your home and but the connection was instant so all the gross things such as like uh, keeping in touch and um, you know uh, exchanging gifts and things like that they are not as powerful as that spiritual connection that we experienced when we met uh, we experienced that instant connection yeah. so the subtle is more powerful than the gross so that 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 that's why uh, chanting it being a mental spiritual practice uh, compared to something done aloud or uh, the yogasanas that we perform uh, they are more gross so chanting mentally is more powerful than that the subtle is more powerful than that so there are other such uh, uh, other such uh, basic principles and there are about six of them that are given on our website so i would uh, recommend for uh, or i would um, uh, suggest for your listeners to um, uh, uh, read them at our website if they type basic principles of spirituality they can read them and they can see if the spiritual practice they are uh, doing conforms to that uh, and uh, even if they want to continue a particular spiritual practice chanting will always help them augment whatever they are doing or enhance whatever they are doing for example somebody is uh, doing meditation then they cannot do meditation all the time during the day so between two meditation st- sessions they can keep chanting and that maintains the continuity of their connection with the divine and isn't that i mean isn't that what we all want yes. to to exist in that and you know i remember having a conversation a long time ago with my dad and and he said you know i feel like that's what we're doing we're constantly just trying to wake up yes yes you know so so during the day chanting is a way that we wake up it sounds like and and we wake up to our divine connection yes and so that we continue as, as you know throughout the day like you said no matter what we face no matter what's going on we can it's like we hook up yes and 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 we can experience that divine connection throughout our day which obviously that is going to be such a powerful and a tool isn't even the right word but powerful practice to keep us balanced to keep us grounded yes and as we talked about i mean that that helps us to keep smooth sailing no matter what the waves bring So Her Holiness Bhavna Shindi really taught us about how important it is to chant throughout the day. And that as we chant throughout the day, we can reduce the activity of the mind as well as help us increase our feelings of well-being, security, and self-esteem. Bhavna talked about how chanting helps you refine the subconscious mind of negative impressions and how through auto suggestion you can literally reprogram your mind as you focus on those things that you want to bring into your consciousness behavior changes ways that you want to respond in a certain way and through the act of repetition we're able to do this reprogramming so whether it's through auto suggestion where we say something over and over again 
until it truly becomes a pattern of our thoughts or whether it's chanting. She shared so many wonderful ideas for chanting where we can do it during the day, we can do it at night, kind of as a self-hypnosis and play it during the night. We don't have to be saying it out loud. It's something we can say in our heads or we can have recorded and repeat over and over again. So it really does sink into that subconscious mind and it can totally work on reversing our negative impressions. I really loved when Bhavna shared about when we really feel that instant spark of connection with someone and how what that comes from is a recognition in the other that we see within the other also that level of seeker that which we are. And so when we resonate with someone and we have that moment of instant connection, it's because we truly are on the same plane with one another. And so becoming a spiritual seeker doesn't mean that we have to always do it through the lens of religion. Religion can be a beautiful part of our spiritual seeking, but it's also bigger than that. It's when we are recognizing that divine spark within ourselves and also one another. And when we're able to do that, we realize that there truly is no difference between us, no matter what our belief systems are. That there where we are connected in that spiritual realm, we are one. Remember, the spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.